Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Cheapskate Show. This is the podcast where we talk about cheap stuff that we like and smart ways to save money. My name is Rick Broida, but you might know me by my CNET nom de plume, the Cheapskate. And joining me as always is my partner in cheapness, Dave Johnson. Dave, how are you? Oh, my God. I'm fine, Rick. Thank you for asking. But you just inspired me. Here's the TV show. All right. <laughs> here, here we go. How did that intro inspire a TV show? You're about to find out. You're a French superhero who goes by the name Nom de Plume. And I'm your crime-fighting buddy, Caveat Emptor. Uh, okay, can can I use a baguette as my weapon of choice? I would expect nothing less. <laughs> because when those things get stale, watch out. Do not buy a baguette and keep it around for, you know, oh, I'm going to make pasta in two days and then use it then. No, you have to buy it fresh that very day. Any Any leftovers you throw away. You don't keep leftover baguettes around. One of the reasons I am constantly bringing up uh, France as my go-to destination uh, when, whenever, when the final straw finally happens right. um, here in the U.S. is because... Ready access to baguettes? Ready access to baguettes and pain au chocolat, of course, but... But there is nothing better to start your day than walking down to the to the local boulangerie and buying yourself a baguette or demi baguette if it's just you and a little little uh, little jam, little jelly on there, and nom, 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 nom. oh my god, your day is made. I, I remember that being one of the best parts of the experience of going to Paris, but. I don't remember, and this could be the deal breaker for me. I don't remember there being ready access to soft serve ice cream there. <laughs> well, well, Dave, are you in luck? <laughs> because at this year's CES, which was um, barely a thing because it was entirely online, there was a new product announced, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, you're going to tell us about it. Right. It's essentially the Keurig machine of ice cream dispensers. So it sits on your countertop and you plug in a little like Keurig cup sort of thing, wait 60 seconds, and out comes a delicious bowl of soft serve ice cream. And How do so, you know it's delicious? Because it's soft serve ice cream, Rick. <laughs> There's, there's no other option. And so you buy the little cups and, you know, for $2 or $3 or whatever they cost each, you always have access to instant fresh ice cream. Okay. So first of all, I, I got I have a few bones to pick here. Okay. Soft serve ice cream has only one function. Do and not that is do as, this. A <laughs> as a delivery vehicle to whatever you mix in to the soft serve ice cream. Okay. Oh, good Lord. You're, no, you're... Soft serve is the best. Like I grew up on the East Coast, Mr. the Mr. Softy truck. I would get a cone of soft serve chocolate ice cream with chocolate sprinkles on top. That remains the best food I've ever had in my entire life. All right. I think we've been down. I think we've talked about this before because on a different podcast, I think sprinkles are an abomination and should be removed from the planet immediately. Well, okay. Putting aside your bizarre dislike of soft serve ice cream, this is a great little product. It's not going to land on retail shelves for like a year. So it's 2022, I think, is when this thing is going to be for sale. But I'm serious, seriously considering buying one. No, I forbid it. I you you can, I will not allow you to buy this. For one thing, it's huge. Isn't it like 10 feet by 10 feet 
It's basically a refrigerator. No, no, it's a countertop appliance. No, it, I, nobody's got a countertop that big. And what what is the mechanism like by which I mean there must be some sort of like it's got you have to put milk in it or no, something. No, no, no. All you do is you put in the little Keurig cup thing and it does its science magic to turn it into ice cream. It has a freezer compressor unit in the appliance. Okay, but but what's what <laughs> the little pod cannot result in a in a bowl full of soft serve ice cream. I can't believe how much time we're taking to talk about this. <laughs> this is baffling why you're deciding to focus on the mechanics of how the machine works. <laughs> because when I saw the announcement for this thing, which is called the Cold Snap, is that right? That is correct. I thought, okay, that that's a decent name. That that's pretty clever. And then I saw the size and the price. Isn't it like five hundred dollars? No, it's about a thousand dollars. And the size isn't that big. It looks to me, I'm looking at a picture of it right now, it's about the size of a oversized coffee maker. And out comes delicious, delicious ice cream. Now, yeah, it is about a thousand dollars, so it's a little pricey. And I think that technically the target market for this is largely going to be like corporate break rooms so that people can have a soft serve ice cream in the middle of the day after, you know, creating TPS reports all day. But I want one and I will have one. <laughs> Uh, but you're going to have to sell your R2-D2 to get it. R2-D2 is going to roll right up to get his own ice cream. <laughs> now, that that's a video I would like to watch. All right, so I'm just going to pause right here and say to our listening audience, what do you think of this notion of a $1,000 countertop machine that makes soft-serve ice cream, ostensibly delicious soft-serve ice cream? Is that something you would ever buy in a million billion years, or is Dave insane? I genuinely want to know. Send us your answer to that question at cheapskateshow at redventures.com. And let's go on to a couple other quickie things, Dave, before we dive into teaching people a most important lesson, which is how to find your lost stuff. Have you heard of T-Mobile Home Internet? I'm a T-Mobile customer, and I have not heard of it. So please drop some knowledge on me. <laughs> oh, I like your Hamilton reference. T-Mobile Home Internet is kind of, I won't say it's in the pilot stages right now, but it is slowly rolling out to various cities. And I was really excited to discover that it is now available at my address, which is Metro Detroit. Here's the deal. For 50 bucks a month, and that's 50 bucks, period. No taxes, no fees, no equipment rental, none of that. $50, you get basically a, a home internet modem that connects to T-Mobile service and you get unlimited high-speed data. That seems like awesome. Uh, I am very excited to try it. I've signed up for it. The device is on back order, I guess, uh, which doesn't surprise me because that's on paper a great deal. But I just wanted to give everyone a heads up. First of all, this exists and may be coming to a city near you or might already be in your city. And B, uh, when I get it and I've had a chance to test drive it, I'm going to come on the show and tell you all about it because right. I think this might be exciting. So I have a question for you. Is this Internet-based or is it 5G? Is it 4G? What – how is it getting the internet into your hands? In much the same way that your phone does. Okay, so it's going to be T-Mobile's, you know, cellular-based service. So unless uh, it's 5G, it sounds like it's not going to be nearly as fast as your cable-based internet that you probably already have. From what I understand, it's it's 4G now and 5G coming or 
5G already where available. And, you know, here's the thing. 4G speeds, you know, can be very fast depending on where you are. Now, I don't know how well it's going to work inside my home. And obviously, my concerns are, will this give me enough speed and bandwidth to be able to do the things that I need to do, which is work from home all day and stream 4K video and, you know, a number multiple devices, you know, tapping this thing at a time. So there's there are a lot of question marks to be sure. But uh, again, I'm just really excited to try this out. And for 50 bucks a month, absolutely willing to take a flyer on it because that could be a game changer. Yeah, I'm definitely interested. It reminds me back in the in the very earliest days of broadband when we were living in Colorado Springs. I paid for broadband wireless where I had an antenna in my backyard and it was receiving a signal from a transmitter on Pikes Peak. And it was, you know, one of a handful of cities that had that kind of high speed wireless. So great. I'm all for cutting cables. Let me know how it works out for you. Definitely will. So stay tuned for that. And then last but not least, before we uh, dive into talking about tile trackers, the Samsung Galaxy 21 was announced uh, last week and kind of the latest and greatest Galaxy flagship phone, whatever. But what was notable about it is that Samsung has taken a, a page from the book of Apple and they are no longer including a power adapter in the box. And, you know, of course, they're saying, oh, we're doing this for the environment because people already have a million of these adapters and we don't want to put any more of them out into the world and electronics waste and blah, 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 blah. I, I would like to take a moment and discuss this. <laughs> because, All right. I have, I have uh, some opinions about this. I'll bet you do. I'll bet you do. All right. Well, you go first then. All right. So including an AC adapter with every single one of the 30 billion phones that get sold every year. It's like including instructions when you buy a pillow. It's like <laughs> including a pen every time you buy a notebook. It's like including the, those little crushed red pepper packets when you buy a pizza. It's like including dice with every board game you buy. Now, <laughs> like, they should stop putting die in board games. Just assume everybody has a pair and then they can save the money and the resources of making those die and just give you the board game and say, please provide your own die. Okay, the, well, nobody needs fresh all, red pepper with pizza anymore. You've got some <laughs> in your closet. You've got 50,000 of those packets. Well, you're proceeding from a false assumption, Dave, which is that somebody somewhere is buying their first game or their first pizza and has no red pepper packets and has no dice. So you are optimizing for the one in a million or to, to use an engineering term, you're optimizing for the edge condition or the corner case specifically. So there's one guy out of 10,000 that this is going to be the first phone this person buys. So you're going to include an ac adapter with every single phone so all those other ones end up in landfills i have phones i have boxes of phones in yeah, my closet you are the edge case you're with, no, not no, everybody no. everybody has previous phones has 50 phones lying around no but this if you are going out and you're buying the samsung galaxy s21 or you're buying the iphone 11 max pro super duper banana phone it doesn't matter what model you're buying in 2021, that's what year it is, right? In 2021, this is your third or fourth or fifth phone. You have the power adapter from your previous phones. Leave it out. 
if somebody lands on Earth from Mars this year and buys their very first smartphone, doesn't come with a charger, that's fine. You're in the store. Just pick up a charger. <laughs> wow, you have very strong feelings about this. Well, you're denying me the ice cream maker. I'm going to make a stand. <laughs> this is the hill you want to die on. That's right. So let me just now. Okay, let 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 me rewind here a moment. Are are you serious in in feeling so very strongly that that these companies that Apple and Samsung are absolutely right to leave the uh, the AC adapters out of the box, or are you just having a go? <laughs> no, actually, I am serious about this because you, sir, the cheapskate, you should be at the front of the line advocating for this because they can actually charge a little less by not including that adapter in the box. But they don't. They're not charging less. Well, <laughs> they... are still $800, $1,000. It would have been $830. It would have been 1030 you you realize that they're saving themselves probably a buck fifty per phone by doing this, I right? I understand, but they're also think of the environment that the the resources that you're not using by not putting a billion extra adapters on the market every year. I, I guess I'll just say that I, I'm I'm of two minds about it. I'm I'm kind of fifty fifty in that I I agree with what you're saying, and I agree that just about everybody has probably got all the adapters they they need. But I'll also say that when somebody upgrades a phone, they turn in their old phone or they sell their old phone, and usually the AC adapter goes with it. Plus, people have different charging needs at different places. How about can I have a charger that I leave at my desk and one that's by my bedside and one that's in my travel bag? You know, I, I might need to have extra chargers, so why are you denying me one? You're well, basically giving me a product that right out of the box I cannot charge. Well, it comes with half a charge out of the box, so that gives you enough time to get to the store and buy a charger. It sounds like by your line of reasoning, the slippery slope here is you're advocating that Samsung should put three chargers in the box because you might happen to need one at home, one at work, and another one in the bedroom. No, but you, to your example, where you said, you know, board games don't need to come with dice in the box. Well, that's, that's ludicrous. You, you need the product to be fully functional when you buy it. You're buying something that you want to be able, need to be able to use. And without a charger, I mean, okay, you can plug it into your laptop's USB port or whatever, sure. But, it kind of, I mean, it's the principle of the thing. I, okay, if you're principle of the thing. Phone, well, then what happened? What about my notebook analogy? The the notebook's not fully functional when you walk out of the store with it. You need to have a pen. A notebook is sixty nine cents. A phone is a thousand dollars. This is we're talking about two different things. You you don't you don't have a like to stand on here. Just admit you've <laughs> lost this argument. Oh, I have, I have not even lost it. If anything, I, I'm treading it. I'm, I'm I told you I was on the fence. I see your point. However, I have my side of the issue, too. Will you say that to me, Dave? Will no, you meet me? <laughs> I will not meet you halfway on this. We need to eliminate the scourge of AC adapters in phone boxes. Oh, boy. Okay. All right, everybody. That is what we think about this. Let us know what you think about this, because I'm genuinely curious. Do you think that Apple and Samsung are being selfish and greedy and irresponsible by not giving AC adapters with their new phones? Or do you think the time has come where we just don't need these things anymore? We already have them. And if we need to buy another one, it's cheap to do anyway. So no big deal. Let us know what you think. Send your thoughts to... 
Cheapskate Show at redventures.com. So before we go on, something that I think we just neglected to mention in the first segment is we are rejiggering our schedule a little bit. You're probably used to getting the podcast on Wednesdays. Going forward, you can look forward to getting the Cheapskate Show on Fridays. Yes, thank God it's going to be on Friday. Yeah, that two extra days is going to buy us so much extra time to make a much better podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come now. Could it, could it even get any better? You know, as, as we look forward into this, this segment, I, I wanted to mention that I am going to be getting a tile tracker to put on all of my AC adapters because they're so precious <laughs> important to you. I want to make sure I know where they are at any given moment. Uh, you know, you laugh. But those things, they go missing, and then you open up the box, and you're like, hey, where's my AC adapter? Samsung. Right. So if, you, if you're so smart, Rick, what if you lose the tile tracker? What then? <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to answer that for you. All right, so let's, let's back up a step. Uh, so we're going to talk about tile trackers, which have long been a favorite product of mine. Um, you know, they've been on any number of holiday gift lists and so forth because they're reasonably inexpensive and they really do serve a very important function. For those unfamiliar, a tile tracker, uh, they come in a couple different shapes and sizes, but just, just picture something that's just this, this little square thing that hooks onto your keychain, generally speaking. You can go on a purse or a backpack, but generally your keychain, and it just has a button on it. So the idea is if your keys go missing... You can use your phone, which is paired to your tile tracker via Bluetooth, to locate it. And it's just exactly what it sounds like. It's a, it's a locator. But the flip side is that if your phone goes missing, you just double press the button on the tile tracker and it makes your phone ring even when your phone is set to silent. And I cannot tell you how useful and valuable that feature is. I've never really used tile trackers. I think I had a different brand before tile took over the earth. I was using a different tracker that in my experience just never really worked that well. It would lose sync with the phone and so I'd never be able to find stuff. But you apparently don't have that problem with modern tile trackers. Right. There there was a competing product for a while, and I think it started with an S, and I'm, I'm just struggling to remember what the name was. But Tile is, is really the leader in this product category, at least for now. They've introduced new versions in recent years, and they have improved on the product. It used to be that the, the tracker was sealed. Uh, you couldn't change out the battery, which was good for about a year. So you'd literally have to throw the thing out and buy a new one or send it back for a replacement. And it was just a big hassle and stupid and now they have made the batteries replaceable. It's interesting because now Samsung has gotten into the game. This was something else that just came out last week that Samsung has introduced something called the Smart Tag. Smart Tag. <laughs> yeah. Smart Tag. Yeah, which is basically a, a straight up tile competitor. And there have been rumors for a long time that Apple is getting into this space as well. So it's it's going to be interesting uh, yeah, to I, see what happens. I wonder about that because I would think Tile would be a little nervous because not only is Samsung the undisputed leader in the Android space in the, in the space now, but Apple with their, I, I believe it's going to be called AirTags based on the leak that we've seen in the past, they rule the roost on the other side. Is there room for a company like Tile, it remains to be seen. I like what I've seen from Samsung, like the the button on the Samsung smart tag, you can actually use to activate a smart device in your home. So like, for example, you get home, you get out of the car, and you press a button on a smart tag that's 
bolted to the side of your briefcase or something, and it turns your porch lights on. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, and I think that as Samsung has done there and Apple will likely do as well is they will add more versatility to these devices. In other words, instead of just being used for locator purposes, now you've got basically a smart button that you can program to do various things based on you push it once or twice or you hold it down or whatever. So I'll be interested to see what happens uh, on the feature front. But I'll just simply say that that right now, a tile is such an incredibly useful thing to have. If you're the type of person where stuff is just always getting misplaced or going missing or whatever, the tiles are, are absolutely great. One other feature I wanted to mention is that there's a a community aspect to it as well. In other words, I mentioned the app that you have on your phone. If you're out and about in the world and you lose your keys, okay, and all you get home or you get back to the office or whatever, it's, oh my God, I can't find my keys or whatever. Obviously now you're outside of the Bluetooth range between Tile Tracker and phone, which is anywhere from 30 to 100 feet, depending. But there's a community aspect to it as well. Meaning Troy that and some- Abed bring you your keys? <laughs> I cannot believe you made that joke and I laughed at it. I didn't see it coming. <laughs> what um, I want to know also while we're on the subject, how did you get home? Did you walk? You don't have your keys, Rick. <laughs> I dropped my keys to the barn, but I still ah, had my car keys. Gotcha. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know why I have a barn or why it has keys, but that's what happened. So there's a community aspect to the app, which is that other tile users if you mark your your thing as lost and some other tile owner comes within range of it, they'll get an alert that says, hey, Rick's keys uh, just popped up and then you can connect with this person and find, potentially find your lost keys. It's just it's genius. Is there a particular uh, tile products that you recommend for folks to get into this? Because, you know, there are a couple of different models and they have different price points. And I know that they go on sale a lot. But what do you recommend people start with and why? Well, I wouldn't necessarily say start with this or start with that. I'll just say choose the tile that kind of best suits your needs, okay? So, for example, there's the original kind of like square-shaped tile which I'm, that I mentioned, uh, which I think is called the Tile Mate. And that's 25 bucks for one, but then they sell like a like two and four packs that are a little bit discounted from there. There's the Tile Pro, which is the same size and shape, but has better range and a louder ringer, costs a little bit more. There's the Tile Slim, which is actually like about the size of a credit card, so you could actually put it in your wallet, which is pretty handy. And then they make something called the Tile Sticker, which is round and a not much bigger than a quarter, and it's kind of designed for the oddball things, like even your TV remote if it's constantly going missing, or some people even put them on their on their bikes to help if like a bike actually ever goes stolen or whatever. So again, there's lots of different options, and as I said, they, they go on sale all the time, especially at gift-giving times. So Valentine's Day, Father's Day, Mother's Day, all the holidays, of course, so definitely look for sales. And the last thing I'll mention about them is that the the one concern that a lot of people have is battery life. Because it's keeping a constant connection to your phone via Bluetooth, you know, that must put a pretty severe strain on your phone's battery. In my experience, it doesn't. In fact, when I go into iOS settings and I look at the things that are chewing up my battery, Tile is never at the top of the list. It's always pretty... So it's it's good at power management. It'll It'll drain your battery a little bit, but not 
in a significant way. Dave, have, have I sold you on this thing yet? Here's what you've sold me on. Our TV show, I want the pilot episode to be about us putting tile trackers on money in a bank heist. So that way we can go recover the money in a big climactic scene at the end of the episode. <laughs> because the criminals will leave the tile trackers on the money they've stolen. <laughs> you know, they're not... They're not made of paper. They're, 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 they're a little thicker than no, that. We put one tile on each bill in the giant crate of money. It's a work in progress. All right. We'll have to workshop that a little bit. All right. So that's our quick take, our hot take on uh, tile trackers. And, of course, whatever Samsung and Apple decide to do, uh, we will keep uh, our pulse, our finger on that pulse. And, uh, of course, let us know what you think, folks, of uh, Tile Trackers and their ilk. Send us a note at CheapskateShow at RedVentures.com. Hey, Dave, we got a very nice bit of mail from listener Matt Lyon, who said some very nice things about the, the show. And thank you very much for that, Matt. And he also had a question that I think merits a little bit of discussion. He says, have you ever done or considered testing the modem speeds of smart TVs and compared them against one another? Because a TV with a great picture but spotty connectivity can make or break a streaming experience? That's a really good question. But tell me, Rick, if you disagree with this, I'm not sure that's the right question to be asking. I don't think that the the modem speed in a TV is ever going to be the limiting factor. So uh, every TV I've ever seen has had plenty good Wi-Fi speeds, connects at 5G, you know, pulls in anything that my router is sending out. I don't. I simply don't think it's an issue. I think it, it's like kind of going to a car lot and asking, how round are the wheels? Are the wheels round enough, do you think, to go down the highway? <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to make fun of, of Matt's question because I think it's an interesting question to ask. I, I just don't think it's ever a concern. What do you think? Well, first, let me clarify a couple of quick things. Uh, he mentioned and you said the modem speeds of the TVs. The TVs don't have modems in them. OK, they, they have Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi uh, that connects to the router, the Wi-Fi router in your house. That's how they're able to stream, just so That's we get the terminology yes. correct. And you also mentioned 5G, but again, I want to clarify. No, 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 no I didn't say 5G. You did say 5G. No, I did not, sir. You what, are you? <laughs> no. Play what, back the tape. What did Play I back. say? In what context did I say 5G? You said, of course, the TVs do 5G. They don't no, do no, 5G. No, 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 five, 5 gigahertz. That's what you meant to say. I... <laughs> Certainly, that's what I said. Uh, you play it back, and you'll you'll see. But so, just just to clarify, we're not talking about five G the way we're talking about like phone five G and T Mobile five G. We're talking about five gigahertz Wi Fi technology, which again is not really that important to even know the difference. I just want to make sure that we're clear on that because a lot of this terminology can be can be very confusing. Yeah, and someone like you can mishear what I say in a way that makes it sound like I don't know what I'm talking about. I cannot believe you're you're blaming the victim here. I had to listen to you mislead our listeners and cor and then correct it and you're blaming me. Hey, Wi-Fi radios have two two major bands, 2.4 4 gigahertz which is slower and 5 gigahertz which is faster. I know my Wi-Fi, sir. Okay. All evidence to the contrary. So, okay. 
So here's the thing. Yeah, Matt, to circle back to what Dave attempted to say earlier, I'm not sure this is the right question. Uh, I think most TVs are indeed more than sufficient at doing what they're meant to do, which is to stream video from various services. Usually the weak link in this equation is going to be the connectivity in your house, the Wi-Fi, the, the speed of the connection, the strength of the, of the signal. So if you buy a TV and you're it's buffering or you're not just not getting uh, a good quality image when you're watching Netflix, more likely the culprit is your router, is the signal strength, something like that, not what's in the TV itself. Dave, if I hit the nail there. Yeah, I I would pick your answer apart, but I'm too big of a man for that. So, no, I I agree with you. (laughs) Also because it was spot on. All right. So thanks for sending in that question, Matt. I hope we answered it well for you. And uh, as always, as we have said repeatedly, send us your questions, everybody. The address is cheapskateshow at redventures.com. So thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll be back next week, Friday this time, with more deals and more money-saving advice. In the meantime, you can find daily deals by visiting cnet.com slash cheapskate and following us on Twitter at Cheapskate Blog or Facebook at Cheapskate Rick. You can sign up for deal alerts by texting 415-878-5807. And as always, we'd be eternally grateful if you left us a rating or review on your preferred podcast platform. So until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay cheap. That was my favorite thing that we've done. That should be the show. We should. We need more things to argue about. I know. <laughs> must you be so must you be so agreeable all the time? That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> what now? Bip you. Bip you.